You're listening to the Buildify Method Podcast, where we're all about mindset, systems, and profit. As a nationally recognized business consultant, coach, and speaker, your host, Aaron Keith, is passionate about supporting the entrepreneur community by sharing his knowledge gained from coaching over 10,000 entrepreneurs in nearly 20 years, companies ranging from billion-dollar enterprises and celebrities all the way to Main Street and small startups. Each Buildisode's blunt, no-bullshit conversation is led by Aaron along with his co-host, Ryan Coyne, a veteran tech consultant and nationally recognized speaker. Each week, Aaron and Ryan deconstruct mental and physical aspects of the topics that challenge all successful entrepreneurs, while also providing coaching, insight, and specific advice on distinctions that affect all growth-minded entrepreneurs. So listen up. It's time to work on your business, not just in your business. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Aaron Keith. I'm joined with my co-host, Ryan Coyne. Thank you so much, Aaron. I'm really excited for today's topic. Let's get into it. Yes. So Ryan and I have been talking a lot with uh, many of our customers and it's been coming up a lot in the last couple of weeks, just with uh, us being an annual planning uh, time of year, that a lot of people are having challenges understanding what the proper goal setting process is. So Ryan and I want to take some time here and showcase the Buildify method uh, goal setting process. And we're going to start today with the personal side, and then we're going to move over to the business side. Um, We believe that to really plan out your business, you have to first start with the personal because the personal has a large impact on your corporation. So let's start with the personal side of things and go through the process a little together. On the personal side, there's seven specific areas of your life. And so a lot of times when people are planning out their goals, they want to take into consideration that all the different areas, select maybe three, possibly four areas, and then craft their goals around those specific areas. So I'm going to run through the different areas. You can take note of this. First area is spirituality. Then we have body, then relationships, travel, career, finance, and then environment and stuff. Environment is in stuff is like a couch or a watch or a car. It's the, it's the, the physical stuff in our life. So those are some of the main areas of our lives. There's different versions of that out there in the world. So whatever language or vernacular works for you, go ahead and use that. So step number one, select three different goals for your personal side. At the Buildify method, we really recommend that one of those goals is financial. Ryan and I really agree that many people or most people aren't putting enough time and energy into their finances, especially on the personal side with retirement or financial freedom. So we always recommend that one of your personal goals every year be centered around retirement slash financial freedom, whatever word connects for you. The other two goals should be something that really lights you up, something that's really passionate. You know, this is something where if you're going to achieve your goals, your heart has to be connected. This shouldn't be a mental head thing. This has to be authentic for you, heart centered for you, where you're really passionate and connected to it. Motivation comes naturally from that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ryan, do you have some examples from yourself uh, where you were setting some goals and now they're starting to come to fruition because of how connected and passionate you were to them? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. I, it was probably 10 years ago where I said to myself, man, it's fun being a tech consultant. It's fun helping people grow their businesses, but I want to work with huge companies. I want to work with billion dollar companies. 
I want to work for celebrities. I want to know how it feels to be like the digital consigliere for somebody who's on TV or in movies or you know, some big public figure so that when my phone lights up and I see that, I just think to myself, man, there's millions of people out there who would be dying to get this phone call. And I've achieved that because of mindset and making sure that I'm adjusting areas of my life that needed work or were holding me back. You know, you even came to me and told me certain aspects of my life that you felt five years ago were preventing me from getting to that next level. And I addressed them and now I'm where I am. Absolutely. So to Ryan's point, passion, you know, having a heartfelt connection to those goals is absolutely critical. So use that as one of your filters as you're selecting and writing down your goals. Now, another filter or process you want to go through after you've written down your goal is make sure it's measurable. You know, feelings are not measurable. Feelings change with the wind. So if your goal is going to be a real authentic goal, it has to be concrete and it has to be measurable. The next thing I would consider is the by when date. By when do I want this date to happen? Right. This date is something that you have to log in your calendar. You're going to eventually timeline out so that you have a real process of achieving that goal for yourself. So the next thing I want to look at is some examples of this. So let's start with a financial. One of the goals you can have for financial freedom or retirement is setting a goal of how much passive revenue or passive income you're getting from your investments. That's one angle of taking on the financial goal. Another way of doing it is if you're someone who wants to have an investment property, that can be a goal. I'm going to buy my first investment property this year. Another really empowering goal is I'm going to have X amount of dollars in my savings account this year. I'm going to invest this much money into the stock market this year. So starting to look at very tangible uh, actions you can take around your financial freedom, around your retirement, and setting that powerfully in place for yourself. Some other goals that I like to see is health, right? I mean, if our health isn't working, then we don't have anything. doesn't matter how much you have if you know, you're, you're going to die tomorrow. So it's really empowering for yourself to look at your health side of things. And these days with all the amazing lab testing out there, you can test your brain chemistry, every vitamin, mineral, nutrient you're deficient in. So setting some goals around your health. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I want to shift gears over to the business here because we've got our personal side addressed. We've got our body healthier. We've got a better spiritual connection. We've got our, our money goals in place. We've got a nice couch. We've got some potted plants and a painting on the wall. And now we're ready to address our business. So let's talk about the, the business goals that we need to be setting. Awesome. So this is exciting. So for all of you out there that have a business, one of the goals that you must have every year has to be your sales goal. Your sales goal is the only true way to measure the growth of your company. So goal number one is always going to be your sales goal. Once you have your sales goal in place, we recommend at Buildify that you break down that sales goal. There should be a document that's saved on your computer that you use every single year called your annual sales goal breakdown. Your annual sales goal breakdown, we usually use Excel for this, for the calculations, But what you do is you put in your sales goal and then you break down underneath that sales goal, all of the different contributing revenue streams to that sales goal. That way you can see and your team can see all of the revenue streams. Then you go per revenue stream, breaking out what that revenue stream has to produce in sales. So each revenue stream broken out. And as you roll up each of the individual revenue stream goals, totals the sum total of the sales goal of the company. That way it's all nice and broken out and crystal clear. Remember, clarity 
is one of the number one ingredients in producing results. So setting a big fat number in your company is not nearly as powerful as breaking out that buy revenue stream and understanding how many units, how many meetings, how many leads, so on and so forth you need to hit the sales goal of each one of those revenue streams for your company. It's like creating a treasure map for yourself. You you have to you have to set the path and and know what it takes, where it's all coming from and and it it tells a story of what you need to do to get there, is that right? Absolutely. And then not to go off on too much of a tangent on this as we covered this a lot in the annual planning uh, podcast, but once the team has the sales goal broken out, you want to timeline that out through the course of the year using a different document so that the whole entire team can see the roll up month over month over month of how each revenue stream needs to progress each month, each quarter to eventually hit the sales goal for that revenue stream and eventually the sales goal of the entire company for the year. So once we have the sales goal and the sales goal breakdown done, the next thing we want to move into is just like the personal. We want to have other goals for the company. So the personal generally has three goals. Your business also generally has three goals. So you want to start to think about what are some of the goals that are going to matter for us for the coming year? Where do I want to affect change in my corporation? What would matter to me to really move the needle on in this coming year? And that's what you want to start to set. And again, just like the personal, this has to be measurable. This has to have a by when date. In order to keep integrity to it and to yourself and to the business, you know, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So then once we have that, you want to sit down with your department heads. So for those of you who have a small business, you may not have any different departments. It might just be you, which is fine. If you do have a larger organization, you have some department heads or you have uh, other departments in your corporation, then what you want to do is sit down with that team or that person and start helping them craft what their department goals are going to be for the coming year. Most departments have anywhere between one to three goals. So don't feel like each department has to have three goals. It's fine if a department just has one or two. Now, what happens if, if more than one department has the same goal? That's fine. It's just as long as they're collaborating on that so that one hand is shaking the other. You don't want two people going about building the same thing in different directions. And would you recommend that if a certain department achieves that goal, that that's something that's talked about in meetings and potentially, you know, resources or other things that may have been generated from achieving that goal are shared interdepartmentally? Yeah, absolutely. So some of the structures that once we've kind of built out the goals of the company, so we have our sales goal, we have the other goals for the company, we have then broken down our department goals. So once all that's in place, the, the functionality starts to show up in some different places. So meetings. Generally, your monthly meetings is the opportunity for the departments, the department heads, the CEO, and all the executives to start discussing and talking about how we're doing with our goals. This is where the timeline comes in that I mentioned earlier. The timeline is one of the most important structures that a company has. The timeline is a centralized document that not only the CEO is interacting with, but all of the people in the company that are affecting change interact with. So every month we pull this out in the company and we start to look at where are we supposed to be this month? Where are we supposed to be next month? So we can make sure, A, we're staying accountable and integrity with the process that we're on. 
And then for the coming month, we can all sit down and start to strategize and plan how are we going to move the needle and get to that next rung of the ladder together. Mm. So Ryan, on a technological side, is there any technology that you know of or that you've interacted with that is either A, good for goal setting and planning to kind of keep keep that in front of people? And then question B, is there any good timelining software out there? Yeah. I mean, as far as timeline, there's a bunch of different ways that you can create a timeline for your business, but having, you know, by when and due dates attached to things as part of the episode that we discussed, uh, scheduling and task management, mm-hmm. you know, that can be part of it. You can have short-term goals and you can have long-term goals. You know, you, everybody should have a five-year plan. Everybody should have, a, you know, plans that are shorter time. So if you know, technologically speaking, you know, that you want to have a system that you'll still be using in five years, you want to pick a product that's evergreen, you want to choose something that's been around for a long time, and you want to choose something that you're going to be you know, carrying with you. So that usually means something that is either an app for your phone mm-hmm. or that synchronizes to your phone. Some people really swear by using you know, Apple Notes, for example, okay. uh, to keep track of their stuff. I happen to not agree with using something that belongs to uh, to the tech company that is with your phone because I've helped people manage transitions on a very large scale from one kind of platform to another. And Apple stuff doesn't always perfectly translate to Android. Gotcha. Microsoft stuff doesn't perfectly translate to Apple. Um, you know, Microsoft Outlook contacts don't sync perfectly with Apple contacts, for example. So you got you want to choose an independent app. Uh, we've talked in the past on our on our scheduling and task management episode about a whole bunch of offer, options, and I would reference you there if you wanted to take a listen and try out some of the examples we spoke of. But technology changes very quickly. One of the things that does not change is you know the big Microsoft Office suite that it will always be around in the world of business. Mm-hmm. It's just ninety percent of the world is using that. Um, so using Microsoft Planner or even Microsoft Project which very few people have ever heard of. Yeah, Microsoft, heard of it. yeah, most people haven't. It's not a product that gets a whole ton of marketing love or you know, exposure. Uh, it's not something people talk about when they get together and discuss what's new. Um, but Microsoft Project is something that is exactly what it sounds like. It allows you to manage a project with several people uh, with, with many different goals, many different pieces and moving parts to what's being worked on and to have long-term ETAs and milestones. Gotcha. Milestones are so important um, because you know that as you're going along the way, you need encouragement. It's one of the reasons I happen to like Asana a lot because even though Asana is not that much different technologically speaking from a lot of the other pieces of software that are out there, somebody over there had the brilliant idea that when you mark a task completed, there are all kinds of different rainbow animated characters like unicorns and different kinds of animals that jump across the screen when you mark something completed. It's very rewarding. <laughs> I've gotten feedback from clients that said, I can't tell you what a, what a tiny difference it is, but it, it actually does give us encouragement because we get excited to see the unicorn across the screen. That's amazing. So yeah, gamification of your life, you know, it's, it's a lot of this being able to cross things off of your to-do list, being able to mark a goal as complete, um, that's gamification in business, just like we have actual games for. So the right. human brain works where it feels good. Yeah. And that's what's so important, I believe, in goal setting and timelining is it's not just the act of setting goals. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs are pretty good at, at getting a goal down on paper. 
I don't think that those goals have a lot of backbone and structure to them. And I think that's why a lot of goals fall a little short every year. So if we can keep the goals to three concise, powerful, heartfelt, very motivated goals, and then we can start putting structure to that goal. So building it into the monthly meetings where we're always discussing the milestones and the goals of the company so that everybody is in the know of what's happening, how we're doing around that goal, even setting rewards. You know, for a lot of the companies that I coach, especially the bigger ones, we start to attach wins to all of the employees in the company that as we start to hit milestones of this goal, especially hitting the goal itself, they're going to get something out of it. That way you're getting a lot of buy-in from your staff members. So aside from that structure, some of the other structures I want to turn your eyeballs to is going to be vision boards. may sound a little uh, woo-woo, but I promise you vision boards are an extremely effective structure and how it interacts with the brain. As they say, a, word, uh, a, a picture is worth a thousand words. This is an opportunity to build a piece that's in your home or office that represents not only your personal goals, but your business goals. This is the totality of you, the CEO, or the business owner. So on that board, you're going to have the different areas of your life that you're setting your goals around. Everything's represented in equal parts and pieces. And those pictures hold space for what it is that you say you're up to this year. It's very powerful. And remember, it's running in the background. It's the photo on your living room wall that you walk by 10 times a day and don't notice, but your subconscious picks it up. Oh yeah. Your brain's taking it in, even if you're not focusing on it for sure. Absolutely. And, so, and the last thing I kind of want to point our attention to is going to be the morning routine. We'll talk about this a little bit more in another podcast, but all entrepreneurs should have a morning routine. It's very, very powerful for mindset and setting intention. And part of that morning routine is sitting down and reading your business goals, your personal goals, and staying present to the impact those goals are going to have in your life. So on a future episode, we'll be getting into how to build out your morning routine in, in some detail. But uh, those are some structures that you can take away now and start to work with your goals. So everybody listening, your homework right now is to build out your personal goals, at least three, build out your business goals, at least three. One of those goals being your sales goal for your company, taking that sales goal and breaking it down by revenue stream, then starting to put structure around those goals through your timeline, through your meetings, through your vision board and things of that nature. So Aaron, before we wrap up here, I have to ask you, and I'm sure that our listeners would be really interested to know since you've got a lot of wisdom and experience gained from over the years as we talk about can you tell us a little bit about one of your goals and what one of your goals might be? Yeah. Um, for those of you who know me or who've, who've uh, worked with me in the past, you know that I'm extremely passionate about becoming financially free. Um, so my mantra for many years has been 45 financially free. So I'm 41 right now, and I've been working since my uh, mid to late 30s around this target. And I'm very clear on my number. And one of the things that I love about this goal for me is how much it engages me. This goal touches every single area of my life. Because when I built out my financial freedom goal, I designed how I want every single area of my life to be. I spent months, I mean months, painstakingly writing out detail of how I want my health, 
how I want travel, my relationships, my career, my finances. So when I read that in my morning routines, that's actually part of my morning ritual every morning is to read that. It motivates me like nothing else because I'm so thirsty for having all of that life integrated now. So each year I pick away at that and I, I pick one or two things. And I bring that into existence. So that is my number one goal is being financially free by 45. So each year I pick something that's going to move the needle closer and closer and closer to that. So uh, last year was to acquire four rental properties. So sometimes it's rental properties. Sometimes it's having a certain amount of passive revenue and it's not just the lifestyle I'm looking for. Part of what's also behind the financial freedom is making a difference. There's a huge difference I want to make with children, with prisoners and entrepreneurs. And spending my time working, though I'm passionate and I love, love, love what I get to do, if I had more time on my hands, I can make more of a difference for the foster youth that I support, uh, for the prisoners that I go in and work with, and so part of the excitement is becoming financially free so I can go do more of that. So that's a long answer to what uh, my number one goal is right now. What about you, that's Ray? A, that's inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, you know, you do a lot. So sometimes I forget about the work that you do with the incarcerated and the underprivileged youth. And it's just, that's, that's awesome that you look forward to spending your time doing more of that. Yeah, I, I want to commend you. All right, buddy. What about you, man? What's, what's something that's really uh, motivating you over there? I would say it has to be world travel. It's the it's the thing that I think the most about and the thing that I've done the least in my life. I'm 33. Um, I've I've only been to a couple of places out of the country. One of them was when I was too young to remember it. And most people that I work with and have uh, have been friends with, they've all done at least one big trip. Um, my first job out of high school was international freight forwarding, and I was selling uh, container space to different people, um, communicating with people all over the world. And learning about geography and random ports and places that sounded amazing and had all these different stories from people about what it would be like. And I've been all over the country. I get you know paid to speak and, and flown around and, and have wonderful privilege of having seen a lot of the country that I'm, I'm from. But that would be that's the big one for me is being able to get around Europe a bit and uh, maybe even Southeast Asia. We'll see. I love it. And. For everyone listening, something just came to me that is powerful. What Ryan and I just did by sharing to each other what matters to us, what motivates us, what we care about, what we're up to in life, that's actually a very large structure. If you don't tell your community what you're up to and what you want to be up to, what, what matters to you, you're losing out on that support system. People are going to pull for you. They're going to, next time they see you, hey, did you plan that vacation yet? Where are you going? It's really important to not keep these goals quiet, even your financial goal. I know for a lot of us, we were raised that, you know, finances is something you don't talk about. That's bullshit. It's something you should absolutely talk about. We all have the money we have. We all don't have the money we don't have. And all of us want more of it. So don't be shy about talking about your financial goals for your company, your financial goal for retirement, your travel goals, your relationship goals, your health goals. You want to enroll your community, your friends, your family into what you're up to. So that is the, the number one takeaway from today. It's very empowering to do that too. 
you know, because people talk about the negative a lot. Um, and some people you can, you can, you, we all have people in our lives who maybe brag a little too much, but there's not a lot of people talking about their aspirations when right. you think about it. Absolutely. That's, it's a good thing to set an example and set a tone and a mindset for the community around you, which is why we are building a community. So with that, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Buildify Method podcast. And I really hope that you can like and subscribe us and also leave us a review because it helps us build the community that we're trying to with like-minded entrepreneurs. It really helps people find us. And I want to thank my co-host, Aaron Keith, for sharing with us. And I look forward to talking to you all again next week. Thank you.